1: August 10th, 2020 anarchy on the USA network. This is the wrestling Inc podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein joined by Matt Morgan and Justin LaBar talking a big night for retribution, big night for the raw underground, big night for building up SummerSlam. Matt Morgan, what'd you think of tonight's show? I don't know if I like underground or not. I'm not sure. I'm still
2: not sure. I go from going back and forth on it. Um, and retribution, we couldn't think of a better name than that. Seriously, retribution. Look out! Here comes retribution.
1: They're going to get of, In search of
3: restitution. There are well, things uh, to definitely uh, critique uh, tonight, uh, but I will say this: WWE has us talking. A couple weeks oh, ago, a yeah. couple weeks ago, it was some v- vanilla, generic, rinse, repeat. So we at least have things to sink our teeth in of whether or not we do we like him or not. Yes. Uh, so uh, you know, underground last week. I wasn't so crazy on there was a little bit of right. a little bit of something I like better tonight, but it still brings me back to the same problem I have, which we'll get to eventually. And yeah. Retribution. These the jump around like they're cheerleaders at a pep rally. Come on now. Stop it.
1: Wrestling Inc. Had the story that who we're seeing now are not necessarily the talents that will be revealed to be a member.
3: And thank God. Cause Glenn, you and I spent 25 minutes Friday, uh, yeah. breaking that down of like this can't be this can't be the jabronis that are actually going to be m- masked, revealed and be the the. the they're five foot seven <laughs>
1: and, 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 and... <laughs> this looks ridiculous we analyzed it, we went name by name Matt on this podcast Friday night <laughs> of recently released talents and even some current talents and it just doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense there's any of them
2: who who uh who did you guys come up with?
1: The best guess I came up with is Leo Rush. And Leo Rush would actually be fantastic because of the real life he, he had backstage and the issues he had. Leo Rush, yeah, I, I think we're going to be disappointed. Leo Rush would actually be a fantastic mouthpiece for Retribution.
3: And everybody else just looked like you know just throw away trainees or nxt or, or 205 live it's like th- this can't be the people the, the actual people that are playing under the mask right now this can't be the ones that are actually re- be revealed or this is like WWE's poor dark order uh shits parody where this is like the minions <laughs> and we're waiting for like the
1: mr brody lee coming joey adorjan they look like teenagers toilet papering a house they do
2: i agree with this joey yes i agree, I agree.
1: yes they're cheering
3: after they broke a window with a cinder block it's like all they look like is like halloween trick-or-treaters that are fucking with the performance center's uh, insurance deductible this is so stupid looking like they're they were kicking a car already turned over we don't know whose car it was
1: i don't know from we'll the mind of vince mcmahon uh Antoine Fair, $5 super chat. I feel like I'm a bad person for rooting for Ric Flair to get his head kicked off. Uh, and uh, Justin Lopez, $5. I felt more threatened by the Spirit Squad than Retribution. Uh, Spirit Yikes. Squad, you know. Uh, Justin Lopez, $5. Also saying how we're supposed to take these people. They choose seriously when it's time to unmask. I agree. It makes no sense that they would bring out uh, the, the, the B team or the C team of folks out there to be the stand-ins. When they make them look like goofs compared to the the A-level talent, hopefully we're gonna see to be behind this.
3: I, I hope so.
2: We'll see. Who do you guys think they
3: are?
1: Uh, people have been speculating Tommaso Ciampa, Dominic Dijakovic, maybe some because
3: they both blacked out their social media, right? And they like had yeah. like there was like some cryptic letters that could be seen that the what I saw.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, formerly released talents, the best would be rusev and in english i think Dom, uh, this, Leo this, Rush.
2: this would be good for uh Diakovich, though yeah yeah he needs he needs a character he's got the look and wrestle his ass off he just needs that character but,
1: but can what we are all, they what can we
3: also what can we also talk about and like i if you're a casual fan i wouldn't blame you for this but then i saw some people that are like regular watchers that have said this like you're seeing the, the, they're dressed in all black. They throw the block through the window, whatever, whatever. And then within 10 minutes later, you then see in the ring ninjas who are dressed in all black. If you're uh-huh. a casual viewer, what's to stop you from saying, are the ninjas, did they just throw the block through the window? Yes. Like it, this is, that's such a weird, uh, that's yeah. weird.
2: Yeah. It's confusing to an average fan, I think, like a dude channels or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, I think that there's a lot of different angles they could go with this that could be good. I don't think that's the angle they're choosing. Uh, for instance, if it's Djokovic and Tommaso Champa, retribution for what? What are they what are they seeking? You know, what's the, what's their holy cause that it's they're a good fighting point. for?
2: I will point out how Aces and Eights was much better than this. I'm just going to point mm-hmm. that out. As CNA's, many people have, Aces and Eights was much better.
3: Well, that's why Retribution. If you know, and I hate the fact that there's this this gang that's that's causing havoc with a company, and the company's decided to name them Retribution. The Retribution right. didn't put a, they didn't put out a press release saying we are Retribution. No, <laughs> WWE decided to name them <laughs> Retribution. Who does? Who names your attacker? You don't name your attacker. Is, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the name retribution would spell that. Okay, this is the talent that has been released and wrong and you know been wrongly done. So yeah, that makes the, the 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 Rusev's and the Leo Rush that makes them intriguing. It's that's probably not the case right. here, but that that would be an intriguing case if you had these guys that were coming back and they're trying to infiltrate like the NWO essentially yeah. did. You know, but this has no NWO vibe. Can I, I say?
2: Can I say something? What this would be cool if this was the NXT stars that have been released over the years. Hmm. That's been the many NXT? release though. Wade Barrett. Um, okay.
1: Oh, 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 the, yeah, I see what you're saying. The
2: original NXT group. The Nexus, gotcha.
1: Nexus, yeah.
2: And you even throw, sorry, Nexus, what I said, I sorry. Yeah. yeah, the Nexus and you even throw Daniel Bryan back in there with them.
1: Mm. That would be good. Uh, of the recent releases, I think Leo Rush, Rusev, Aiden English, Mike and Maria. I think would be my pick of 5.
2: Mike and Maria.
1: Yeah, because I think Maria could actually be. Maria talks a lot of shit about WWE. And I think if they used that as her character, where they were like, you know what, just go off.
2: Did she really strike you as the girl that was kicking that other girl in the head the other night? Like on Smack? Come on. No.
1: I'm just saying. Maria?
2: I love Maria. I'm friends with her, but <laughs> no way.
1: You don't think she's retribution material? No. I... I, I, yeah, she's not. Yeah.
2: She was in Playboy. She's not retribution material. She's not somebody who's like jumping people, is what I'm
1: saying. I remember she smashed that vase over Sammy Zayn's head back uh, a couple <laughs> yeah, years ago.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, Sammy Zayn would be good to be a part of this, but yes, and maybe he maybe he will be. Maybe he will be. Uh, be Krana Shah, oh, Be good to be. He'd be good
2: to be the leader. By well, he would be.
1: No, uh Shah, two dollar super chat, Matt John Silver on being the elite today was the best,
2: the funniest. I'm telling you all are missing out on not watching being the elite with John Silver from the door the dark order. He is hilarious. The dude is jacked. He He's very short, but doesn't matter because he, he uh, wrestles 100 miles an hour, super athletic, uh, innovative in the ring. But, dude, I'm telling you guys, he has got great co- comedy timing, too. He's hilarious. Seriously, he's the best part of that show right now.
3: Oh, and, Glenn, the other name that we had popped in there, who's also short and would fit with Retribution, mm-hmm. is Enzo. But Enzo said he's not coming back Ooh. with no crowd, but Enzo would fit. Oh, yes, he would.
1: Just Cardenas two ninety nine. I saw it being the elite today. Matt was right about the d- Dark Order. So uh,
2: they're killing. They're killing it. I'm telling you that they're, they're. I wish they They could put this stuff on their show sometimes. Sometimes.
1: Uh, I, I am just pointing out that the uh, one of the women that Shayna fought uh, looked like uh, she was in the Retribution group on SmackDown tonight. So
3: it's uh, the one. That, it's the one that we said uh, that looked like Vanessa Bourne because of the hair. Mm uh
1: Steve Markuchili, Buck ninety nine, Epic. If it was Punk and AJ Lee, yeah,
3: it would be. It,
1: it wouldn't It would be cooler than this. Like if I were CM Punk, I would be like, "Why are you putting out these dorks?" Oh, in hoodies. Not.
2: Totally. Yes, he he yeah. would clown this on yeah. minute one. Yeah. 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 If,
3: if Punk was involved, the creative on this would be much different. <laughs>
1: He yeah, would clown
2: this instantly. He'd probably walk out because of how bad it is. But, <laughs> yes.
1: So with the shadow of retribution and what they did Friday, hanging over tonight, we opened at the Performance Center. Samoa Joe in the ring with a microphone, hyping up the contract signing for the SummerSlam match between Dominic Mysterio and Seth Rollins, and a different contract signing tonight because Dominic signing two contracts, one for the match against Rollins and one for his WWE contract. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so good for him. Congratulations to yes. Dominic Mysterio. And uh, what did you think of uh, these promos these guys cut tonight, Matt?
2: He's put in a tough spot, obviously. The kid's nervous. Um, but I don't know. I'm rooting for him for what it's worth. I, I am root. I find myself rooting for him, like, authentically, you know? So I, I don't know.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I think for what it's worth, the promo that Dominic delivered, he, he was on and stuck in there with Seth, and 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 Joe actually added a lot to this. Joe did. Um, so you know that was good. Uh, you know the fact that this match, Seth said, you know, because Dominic came out with the kendo stick, and, and and Seth said you can bring that, and basically Seth basically made it a, a weapons match, a hardcore match, and that's good because. If done correctly, being able to have weapons and no DQ and that kind of stuff, that could potentially mask any shortcomings that Dominic might still have in his in ring work. So, um, and
2: believability in him by somehow pinning Seth Rollins as well. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, so I like this, and I like that we got Seth's laugh. The thing I love about Seth Rollins' laugh is you can't really? tell if it's genuine or sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like he sounds like uh, like uh, at Knott's Berry Farm when you go on the log ride, and they're like, "There's the old, the old like prospector, like laughing at your misfortune." <laughs> yeah, yes. what it's a very, reference! It's very corny, um, but I dig it. it. Is. I'm into it. And uh, told uh, Dominic, bring your kendo stick, bring whatever uh, it's gonna take. So having weapons in this match, uh, as was pointed out on Twitter, this will hopefully over help Dominic, uh, put on maybe a better, more intense match, given his lack of in-ring ability. Yeah. uh, Let me be clear.
2: I'm sure Dominic can have an ABC match, which most students can have, you know, shoot the guy off, uh, drop down, leapfrog, hip toss, grab the head, headlock takeover. Um, things like that. Very, very basic ABCs of a match when you first learn. Um, I'm more interested in this stuff with the kendo sticks because now it gives us legit a way to suspend our disbelief that he could technically, technically pin Seth Rollins.
3: Yeah. And, and, and if you actually, I found the Dominic's uh, Twitter tonight. I didn't, I hadn't looked at his Twitter previously um, and he has some videos and some clips of himself training. Sure. And, and like, like Matt just said, he can probably do the ABCs. Uh, you know, he's got a really nice drop kick uh he's yep. he's showed some stuff of him doing a running um running shooting star press so just on the mat doing a running shoot i mean you know so i'm sure i mean he look he's look look look, look who his dad is i'm sure he's got some athleticism in him yes. uh but it's just the pressure of okay summer this isn't this isn't even this isn't a raw it's not even a so, throwaway beep this is summer slam so here's the before we you get know. to
2: Jackson Cowan's comment real yeah. quick the good news is not having the fans in the arena will help him not hurt him um You don't have the nerves. The only nerves he'll have is just wrestling in front of these other superstars, you know. But he's gotten past that now because he's been there long enough between being backstage with these guys and gals, already sharing the ring with them a little bit by now. So some of those, uh, um, not cobwebs, what do you call them, butterflies have already, you know, subsided for him. I'm hoping. And again, legitimate uh, uh, empathy, sympathy, and hope for him, which is very rare in a babyface today. So.
3: Yeah, Matt. Sorry. That's a great point. You're right because if, if he did go in there in the situation, if he does have one, you know, obvious misstep that can't be edited on live TV, there won't be any hecklers. There won't be any you effed up. Yeah. There won't be any of that. So that's, that's that's a great point about the empty arena situation. Helps
1: him. Jackson Catlin's 4.99 Super Chat saying, I'm excited and worried about Dom. He's still green as a leaf and hasn't had a real match lower level on TV to prepare, you know. Um, Matt, could you imagine if your first televised match had been at SummerSlam against a talent the caliber of Seth Rollins? I'll do you
2: one better. My very first time being a heel was at uh, Survivor Series hmm. in a match. But it's not the same thing as that's obvious. I, I know what he's saying. He's right. Um, but what I just alluded to earlier, um, is kind of answers this question what Jackson's saying there. No fans makes it easier. Uh, he's Dom's, uh, Dom, he's a uh, uh, um, Raised Ray kid. kid, so everyone's gonna take good care of him. Um, and he's already been in the ring a few times with them
1: yeah. He doesn't have stage fright, he's looking more comfortable. He out is there. Uh, originally, he could tell he had kind of that look, especially with the live crowd. So, like, yeah. holy shit, I'm on TV, I'm here with my dad. Can't be easy. Uh, Justin Lopez, $5. It'll be two years in September that Dom started his wrestling training with Lance Storm.
2: Oh, Lance
1: Storm training him? Yeah.
2: Oh, bro, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. I mean, dead serious. Because Seth is really good on top of it. He'll be fine.
1: So, wrestling enthusiast, $1.99. And this is uh, an interesting theory about retribution. Randy is the leader, and they get involved at SummerSlam. I would okay. not see that coming. Okay, I'll take that.
3: Which funny you said that, Glenn, because you just said I would not see that coming. Isn't the tagline for SummerSlam? Oh, you yeah. won't see it coming.
1: You won't see it. There you go.
3: Isn't that, that the tagline? Saying.
1: Is that what you're saying?
3: Yeah, like Extreme yeah, Rules. Different. Like how Extreme Rules was the horror show. Summerslam has now been dubbed SummerSlam. You won't see it coming. That's like the, that's like its subtitle.
1: I like that. maybe it's uh Vince McMahon who's <laughs> behind retribution. Getting back at everyone, I don't know. It's going to be it's there. There's a Randy Or is probably the most satisfying payoff. I do not think we're going to get satisfied
3: I would rather if it actually was going to be dijakovic chompa guys like that. I would actually rather it be what we've talked about before. It being Triple H is behind it, and it's and it's a way to infiltrate Raw and SmackDown and and to overtake the power. I'd rather something like that. To be quite honest with you,
1: but retribution though, I mean the definition of retribution is punishment inflicted on someone is vengeance uh, for a wrong or criminal act. So this is punishment.
3: Uh, maybe Triple H wants retribution on events. I, I you know that's that's, that's for demoting can...
1: him. For demoting him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh John Cena's bald spot. Two dollar super chat. Is Dominic eventually turning on Ray? Is Ray coming back? Uh we'll we'll talk about uh Seth uh, taunting Ray tonight. Maybe Ray at SummerSlam makes his return, maybe the night after. Uh Chris pent Pantaleo Pantaleo buck 99 dominic is like 1991 royal rumble dustin rhodes too soon
3: but how can you say that we haven't all that we've ever seen of dominic in the ring has actually been good like if you get back to the last fall i think it was the lesnar Velasquez match when ray and dominic got in there and they had to do some chair spots and some selling dominic has not really faltered at any spot so like i don't know oh, why i hasn't. mean you know yeah, i mean yeah he hasn't had a tv match which that's obviously okay he's young he's new i get that but people that are saying people uh, some of these comments are acting like they've watched dominic work a loop and that he's terrible we haven't seen him
2: (laughs) a loop um (laughs) first of all john cena's bald spot that's hilarious i love the name um secondly i know john cena had a bald spot um but i was gonna say about dominic um Here's the whole thing. Who's to say he's gonna? He's not gonna be on the roster, like taking up somebody else's slot. If people are worried about that, this is gonna be a one-off. Like he's not gonna be on the every week's broadcasts after this, or the next angle. I, I don't believe. I believe it's a short-term angle. Hmm. He'll go maybe down to at down to NXT <laughs> to train. Um, seriously, he'll train in the facility there. Continue to own his craft to get better and then get called up one day. Like, you know what I mean? I don't think he's called up for good. I don't think that's what this is. I don't know. Uh,
1: Tony Rubal, Buck 99, A-plus, raw tonight. Justin Goat, Apollo, which uh, MVP yelling out tonight. Is that for me? Thank you, Tony. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Uh, So while we're left, waiting on pins and needles for Seth Rollins versus Dominic. Tonight we got Seth Rollins versus Umberto Carrillo, with Seth getting a pretty easy win and then after kicking the crap out of dominic and beating him with a kendo stick tying him up in the ropes ropes uh after and uh looking at the photos i mean it looks brutal but matt as you've said before a kendo stick stings but it does not do lasting damage
2: right yeah it stings that's all
3: it was it was kind of a nice like on TV paying your dues baptism kind of moment. I mean, he got some, Dominic took some, some, some stinging shots there from, from Murphy and Rollins. So this is a great, again, get some heat, get some heat on Rollins, get some sympathy on uh, people behind Dominic. Want to see him uh, get some retribution. Retribution. Uh, Yeah. And I'll tell you what, Humberto Carrillo's had 22 TV matches on Monday Night Raw. And I already care about Dominic more than I care about him.
1: Well, Dominic's got history. Dominic's got family. I mean, yeah. Uh, Nightmare knee five dollars saying Matt Morgan wears his emotions on his face. I could tell how bad a show or segment is just by looking at his expressions. <laughs> I am pretty badly transparent. He's correct. <laughs> no, no poker
3: face. Yes.
1: No. Uh, Andrade versus Angelo Dawkins. The poisoning angle <laughs> continues. I mean, who would have thought Zelina Vega out there in the ring saying, "I did not poison Montez <laughs> Ford." I, she repeated it. What's so bad about that? I mean, a poisoning angle? It's just, it's very, um, it's like I'm playing Clue or watching Dynasty or so. like Who Shot JR. It's very soap opera.
3: She missed the easy layup. Why wouldn't she just blame it on the guys that are messing with the lights? Blame it on the no, it's true.
1: Well, we don't want to confuse it. And by the way, like, why is that the big anarchist angle? Oh, the lights are flickering on and off. Oh, they're cutting the sound. Like,
2: I don't know. It's stupid.
1: Yeah, and it was overdone tonight, uh, especially with the light flickering. Uh, but we had Andrade versus Angelo Dawkins with Angelo Dawkins picking up a win. But the real match after this was Alina Vega versus Bianca Belair in singles competition with Bianca Belair picking up the win. That yeah, was good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not huge on this angle, but anything that helps Bianca at this point I is a
2: good thing. I did like their sh- that their shoot angle they try to create on Twitch.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Uh, With uh, Zelina streaming and Bianca attacking her during the live stream, that was great. That was
2: cool. It's different.
3: It was cool, but they made no mention of it tonight. They made no mention that's of true. it because because they shot. Stupid. It's because they shot tonight's Raw last Monday. Oh. So obviously the girls decided to do this since that that was the weird thing was that it wasn't mentioned at all because it couldn't have been and but For that's sure. a, but you know those yeah but I. I
2: Post production, they could have though. Yeah, yeah.
3: You, you think? But uh, I love seeing these two in the ring together. I thought, I mean, I'm a big fan of both, and uh, yeah. this was fun to watch this match.
2: It was. I hope it's not done with then now.
1: Oh no! I think it's going to be. Um, I'm going to predict we're going to get two mixed gender tag matches at SummerSlam. I think you, we're going to get Zelina you, yeah, and her. I guys. agree, yeah.
2: but don't you think that that's the like the big money, the big money match in it is Zelina
3: versus.
1: Bel Air. Um, I think they think with the street profits too. I think Montez will come back since he wasn't there tonight.
3: Traditional booking would say yes. It's it's to see Bianca get her hands on the woman who poisoned her husband. But I think in their mind, it's yeah. good. I know, it's so weird to say. I no. think in, the, in their mind, it's going to be the payoff's going to be when we get that hacker like footage proving that Zelina right. and Crew did, and that's going to be the payoff. Is is in that? P.S. They
2: better go to jail too. Like, seriously, how do you talk your way out of this, WWE? You had your superstars try to kill someone.
1: I mean, there is that onion recall going on right now because of the salmonella and the onions. Where? (laughs) You haven't heard about this? I had to throw out all my onions the other day. Like, it's affecting, like, all 50 states. Like, your onions might be tainted. I know. I cook with onions a lot. I was very upset about this. But, uh, yes, uh, (laughs) Nightmare Knee, $5. Matt, tell us the truth. You're the leader of Retribution. That's why you haven't been on the show. Yeah,
2: this is true. This is true.
1: Uh, I, was, I said this, I was.
2: I was I'm a five sorry. foot six female that you guys saw, uh, <laughs> kicking butt and taking names. That was me.
3: We Matt said should, this, Matt should have been yeah. Bischoff. He should have been the moderator of the, of the of the debate. I mean, he's in Florida. It's a political debate between Cassidy and Jericho. I don't know why oh, they didn't right. call on you. I agree.
1: I said this Friday, Matt. Justin thinks I'm wrong. I think. Bruce and Vince will look like geniuses if they tie the hacker into retribution. Cause it will seem yes. like I've been building to this all along.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I would not say genius, but yeah. we, we can give them good credit for a good layered, laid out storyline that they took their damn sweet time with and made people forget about and then came back to it. That would yep. be pretty cool.
1: Um. Antoine Fair, $5, saying, I hate to be the guy, but the lights were done to set up the flare kick at the end of the show. It was a plot device. Once I got that, I was fine with it. I agree that was a good yeah. use of that to not actually have to kick Ric Flair in the face tonight. I, I
2: agree. That's yeah, very uncomfortable, but not a good way. Uh,
1: the Hurt Business tonight, Hurt Business dominating in Raw Underground last week. Good. Not in good. Raw Underground tonight.
2: I was gonna say they need to continue to do that, though. I thought
1: we'll talk about Raw Underground. I, I feel like uh, it was scaled back tonight on purpose. Um, but Apollo Cruz versus Shelton Benjamin, with Shelton Benjamin getting the win, and then going to rough up uh, Apollo after. But MVP is going to face Cruz for the U.S. title at SummerSlam, and saying no, he does not want him roughed up. He needs him in good enough shape to compete. So, uh, but Cruz uh, got the better of them tonight uh kicked mvp in the head dropping him and then retreated with his title so um yeah apollo versus mvp again i feel like we're seeing a lot of repeats at SummerSlam.
2: yeah i'm not thrilled or excited about the match i like mvp talking you know i like him repping bobby and uh uh, shelton i would have liked to seen shelton get this opportunity but whatever
3: yeah, I mean, I, I'm not crazy about the match at Summerslam, but uh, I, I got to say, Apollo Cruz. Credit to him he he delivered a little promo. He's sounding better than he ever has. I don't know if yeah. it's just the fact that he's getting a consistent story where he's on every week, so he had he just he has something sure, to grasp.
2: Got com- got confidence.
3: Yeah. yeah, if it's that, or somebody's working with him, or whatever. But he's sound. this is the best he sounds. So uh, his stocks at are, are the best. And I got to give credit to uh, Sean Ross staff. But and I always trust his stats because he's pretty on point. I believe he tweeted tonight was the first singles victory for Shelton Benjamin on Raw since 2006. Wow! Think of that.
2: To be fair, he's been a tag team specialist for a big part of his career. But wow! Right? Holy mackerel! That's crazy. I I wow, 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 wow. That is that's nuts.
1: Um, so we saw retribution outside throwing cinder blocks through the front window of the performance center. The security guard confronted them. <laughs> a security guard. You guys need to leave.
3: Yawn. They threw two they threw one brick and it broke the window. They threw a second brick after it through an empty window. They didn't even take the second brick and break another pane of glass. They just threw it, <laughs> it through an empty doorway. Like it's just ay, ay, ay. but there's no sense of you know when the nwo long darted ray mysterio Ooh. against the trailer in orlando and they had baseball bats that felt like a true like i gotta sit around and find out what's happening i know the show is scripted but this doesn't feel scripted nah. even when nexus showed up daniel Bryan got fired for choking the ring announcer with his necktie and had to get petitioned to be hired back three months later nothing about that feels dangerous or cool again this just feels like a just a bunch of just kids that got out of school early and are just running around
1: no no, retribution or feel like hot topic anarchists you know who uh got the parents credit card went and uh, got pierced (laughs) at the mall and decided to f shit up yes yes uh the, the suburban antifa uh at the performance center um z rivera five dollars imagine shane or steph coming out with a promo that they're injecting a poison into the wwe aka retribution and it's a total mutiny of wwe from vince
2: that ship for me has sailed about the two kids taking over the company and kind of stephanie already owns it in my my, in my opinion
3: for, the, for, the, for those who missed that reference, I know we have some younger people that do watch that. When Vince brought the NWO to WWE, he said he was injecting a poison to kill it. Thank you very much. I know you knew it, Matt. You were there. I understand that some people weren't.
2: <sighs> Is it really that
1: old? Yeah, tw- almost 20 years, dude. Two thousand two years ago. If we, we have, have, have some to people break we have, things
2: we, down to explain this up to the fans. They should. That was watched.
1: a very subtle reference. We have some people on here that are probably that eighteen years old. Segment enough is that segment's old enough to vote and uh, buy uh, pornographic magazines in most states, <laughs> so. uh, and cigarettes. Uh, so let's talk about this. I was excited that they announced it. Actually, a little let down that it was so brief. But Mickey James is back. Yeah. I mean, they hyped it on social media. I was expecting more, but she looks great. She, if you kept up with her Twitter, she's been doing well uh, during all this. Uh, she was out with an injury, I believe. But she said today she's happy to be back and lead the locker room. And uh, she has gold on her mind. She was interrupted by Lana and Natalia wearing sassy matching outfits uh, and talking trash to her. So uh, we'll see what happens going forward. But it seems like Mickey and Natalia are going to get into it with a storyline.
2: So I was hoping Mickey was part of retribution. So,
3: no. Yeah. That would be
2: cool for her. Well, I
3: guess she's having a match next week because as she walked off, she said, I'll see you next week. Like guess, I guess her and against one of the two of
1: them. We actually, oh, I mean, not to underscore this, because I know lately people are picking up on our complaints about AEW's lack of uh, women's matches. There were like four women's matches on Raw tonight, plus this build with the storyline Like, this this was good. This was a very good uh, mix of different matches, different talents, different styles. Um, Even though it all wasn't perfect tonight, I thought that the show moved fast, and there was uh, just a lot of variance, which made it nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ivar was backstage with uh, Demi Burnett of The Bachelor. She's still hanging around there. Maybe uh, trying to get a contract. Uh, Eric Cedric Alexander Ricochet walked up, telling Ivar to get ready for his match, and uh, Demi saying I've ours cute but Eric not so much.
2: So we're back up. we're back to that already. So these these guys were shoot fighters just last week and now they're back to this stupid grab ass game of theirs. This dumb saying that is not over.
1: Where's the t-shirt? Where's the t-shirt that says you're cute you not so much? not like funny a, there's I know. nothing funny about this. It's
2: an
3: it's an, it, it, it's, an insi- it's an inside joke that nobody else gets.
2: I don't want to get it. I don't even want to be inside anywhere with that joke.
1: (laughs) It's like when you walk around the Universal Studios and it's like, hey, family, everybody's wearing a Thing One Thing Two shirt. Like, you're not original. You're not clever. Seriously. Change it up.
2: Yeah, the Thing One t-shirt gimmick, though, is way more over.
1: (laughs) A Universal it is. They must sell those, like, I mean, that's all I see. You know what needs to come back is the I'm With Stupid shirt. I want to see that make a comeback in the year 2020.
2: <laughs> it's lots of fingers,
1: yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lots of fingers. <laughs> Just a, um, three, a 360 of fingers. Yes. Sure. <laughs> Seriously, it's good. Trademark that, get that up on uh pro wrestling tees.
3: Yeah,
1: um, I'm,
2: I'm surrounded by stupid,
1: <laughs> yes, um, so. Then we indeed had that match. The Viking Raiders, Ricochet and Cedric Alexander versus Akira Tozawa and his ninjas. Uh, not to be confused with the other people in dark, no, black, hooded outfits. Definitely not. Eric Ivar, Ricochet and Cedric Alexander got an easy win here. But then one of the ninjas pinned 24-7 champ Akira Tozawa, revealing himself to be our truth who now in his 38th 24-7 title <laughs> reign.
2: I thought that was cool. I, I, it, was, it was something, right?
1: Yeah.
2: It was something, at least. I don't hate the 24-7 title. I'm sorry. Everybody else does, I know.
3: Joshua. And, and let's give it credit. It's been exactly, it's been, all right, maybe it's more now. It's been over 12 months now that it's been around, and they've actually kept with it. And, they, and they've kept the same kind of stupid, uh, just, you know, comedy thing to it but it's now started after a year now it's carving its own little niche and it's been if nothing else it's just been a reason to have our truth on tv which our truth is super entertaining so which i'm okay great. with that
1: yes yeah. he is yes he is joshua taylor 299 wwe is wasting the viking raiders <clears throat> talent i mean Dude when they josh
2: came- yeah. it's already happened that that uh uh what's the saying that ship has sailed that uh they've already jumped the shark that's already happened
1: it, uh, the ship sailed with the Viking experience when yep. they first launched on Monday night raw and it never recovered.
2: Yep. It's not their fault. It's not the town's fault, but, yes. uh, yeah, sucks.
1: Uh, Brad Swint for 99, Paul Heyman coming back as the leader of retribution. It won't happen, but you wouldn't see it coming. True. it be good. It would be good. Um, so we'll talk about this in a second. Terry Allen Jr. 516 Super Chat. I disapprove of short women's matches from the laziness and no effort of the Vince example. To oh, uh, Vince example, I wish Peyton versus Liv's ring time was longer, showing passion. Um, I like that they're getting more of them on TV. I don't think every match has to be super long.
2: No, no, sometimes, especially if you want more,
3: they don't have to be super long. And what's nice is that once upon a time. <sighs> Uh, bless you. Uh, once upon a time it would just be that the only female feuds that you would see on tv were just about uh whoever the, the, whoever was champion now they're actually getting into depth of like feuds that don't have to do with titles it's just few you know just feuds that have other things you know <laughs> granted maybe poisoning or you know whatever else but it, but it is nice that, that that they're expanding the creative horizon
1: for the women I agree. Um, so let's talk about that. Uh, after Drew McIntyre had a short promo against Randy Orton backstage, we had Peyton Royce versus Liv Morgan live out there with Ruby Riot. Um, Yeah, this was a quick match with Peyton Royce getting the win. So correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the Riot squad get the win last week?
2: I, th- I think so. They jump.
1: Didn't they jump them oh, At the end yeah, of the KO show or whatever?
2: Yeah, yeah that was on SmackDown though, I think. I don't know. I know they jumped the two girls. It wasn't a match. And it got the better of
3: them. It was Raw last week, and, and Kevin Owens said, ladies, can you help me out? And then I think the Riot Squad attacked them. In the they the Yeah, yeah.
2: But uh, anyways, I like the storyline, actually. I don't like Riot Squad, but I like Liv Morgan, so hopefully they do this helps her more. Um, and I love the Iconics. So... I like this yeah. this this storyline here.
3: Yeah. I'm a fan of the Iconics. I, I've got you know, I don't I the only other comparison I can make is I think they had that goofy chemistry and humor that Edge and Christian have with each other. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I like the fact that the Riot Squad is not necessarily back. The fact that uh, they lost tonight and they kind of teased a little bit of Yeah. Like, like like it's not this is a short-lived reunion. They're going to have it out with each other. I think that's good.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, Shane McMahon teasing the Raw Underground tonight. <laughs> but uh, let's talk what, about Oscar. What's what that?
3: doesn't make any sense real quick of that is that they keep they did this last week, too. And there's, there's, I can't see the TV trick in doing this. Last week, they did it. They did it again. They said Raw Underground coming up at 10 p.m. The first time we saw Raw Underground tonight, it was over with and done by 9.55 Eastern. I don't understand what the benefit of that is of why you would advertise that the raw underground is going to take place in this third hour and you would jump the shark because it's not. I don't know. Like, I, that, that, that's weird to me. Maybe, maybe I'm honing in on something that doesn't need to be honed in on. But I noticed it last week that they advertise it for it and they jump the shark and put it earlier. And it's like it's a tape show. You can change the pace of it easily.
2: Yeah, I don't know why.
1: I don't know. Um, It's very odd that they started early. But let's talk about Asuka versus Bailey tonight. This was a lengthy match, one on one. Now, the stipulation if Asuka wins, she's going to face Sasha for the Raw Women's Championship at SummerSlam. Matt, what did you think of this match tonight? And then Justin Dio.
2: Awesome. Awesome. You knew it was going to be, but it it also needed to be to continue the momentum that, holy crap, um, Bailey's got. You know, she's the best heel. I can't believe I'm saying this, but she's, I mean, am I wrong saying she's one of the top two best heels right now in WWE?
3: I agree, which is which is all the more important to say that when, um I don't know, four, we or five, five, six years ago. Ideal. Well, and yeah, and the fact that five or six years ago, it kind of looked like she could be like the next big, like, Cena. of the women's, right? The so, women, yeah. Um. Yeah, I tell you what. I give. I got to give. You know. Bailey's always good in the ring. The uh, and, and again, Joe compliments this with his enthusiasm. The submissions that were going on in this, the counters, the way is. Oscar did her. Uh, you know. High, high. I don't know what the name of it. The high kick. And Bailey jumped in the air, grabbed it, turned it into a, a ankle, an ankle submission, on. and then that and that turned into like all kinds of other counters. This was. If you're a rest, if you're a wrestling fan, this was this is something to watch here, folks.
2: It really was good. It was so good.
1: So this was very well done tonight. Really enjoyed this match. I mean, we knew it was going to be Oscar versus Sasha at SummerSlam, but uh, I think this is going to be great. And uh, but they've got to build up some more women because now that Charlotte's not there, I mean, these are the top three women
2: in well, I mean, all of WWE. I mean, do you not agree that this does build them up
1: though? Like no, but they need to build up someone else though. But no, Blunts.
3: This- yeah. No, but but, but I, I disagree with that because what I just said a minute ago—they're giving airtime to. Bianca and Zelina they got something going on you know I like agree. I mean all around I mean they're, they're again you can build the women without it being uh, surrounded around title matches so I, I think that they I are I, I think that we'll get through SummerSlam and you know maybe Bianca is is a point to where she's ready well, to I jump so. I mean I mean obviously look the inevitable is still barely versus Sasha that's the yeah. inevitable they've 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 pushed it off not having SummerSlam in Boston with a the crowd. They've obviously had to audible things, but that's the inevitable here. Bailey just lost and now has forced her best friend to have to face Oscar. So that's where we're going next. But I mean I think they are building up uh women around them.
1: Uh I'm not sure if I missed because I started uh a little late today. There was uh John Cena's balls about two dollars. No video tribute for Kamala tonight. Did no video
3: they just Card? did. They, they just did the in <coughs> memoriam screen. They didn't have a video and then, package.
1: And then
2: they have something on them for the network too. They have a special. Oh, like oh, uh, did they? Oh, good. They got yeah. like a, a category of all Kamala stuff.
1: Oh, good, good. we will right. we'll talk about uh, his passing later in the show. Brandon Hall five dollars, saying I need Paul Heyman as Sheena's mouthpiece. She has everything else, in my opinion. They're wasting her away. I mean, they tried tonight. They gave her a showcase in her element. We'll talk about that. And
2: he she she would be very different with Paul and, him, and I agree with that.
1: Okay. Uh want to uh Antoine Fair, five dollars. It was KO show on Raw. Asked them to help uh asking them to help led to a tag match. Live Morgan Pin Peyton last week, which led to the match. Ah. So it is fifty-fifty. Uh time. Chris Pantaleo, buck ninety nine, saying Vitz hate me all my sneezing while talking. Uh, so I can never work for WWE. Justin, what was your plan if you'd been hired as a writer to suppress sneezing in the presence of Vince McMahon?
3: Take a lot of, uh, <laughs> take a lot of anti-cold medication.
1: <laughs> Just be hopped up on Sudafed 24-7. It would, it would have been, it would have
3: been cleared and all day long, you know? No sneezing, no coughing.
1: Hey, whatever it takes to get I ahead, I should have
2: kicked, I should have kicked you off the podcast for sneezing. Damn it, I missed mean, a golden opportunity to Vince out on you
1: okay well I'm my gonna big, Glenn my
3: biggest worry th- 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 yeah. to be sh- shoot honest my biggest worry if I ever had got there back in that time where I was in the interview process was I love to I sleep really well on moving vehicles and on moving plane rides so if I would have ever got caught falling asleep and I shouldn't have fallen asleep that would have been like a problem because I, I sleep well on planes that have a little bit of turbulence I sleep well on cars and then you know the old you know Mac can tell you if you're driving a car you, you don't fall asleep you you know if somebody's putting in the hours driving uh, that, that's a hard one for me. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a comfortable travel road sleeper.
1: Okay. So I'm going to put this delicately. Dustin Eck has a $10 super chat with a question. I'm going to rephrase this a little bit, just to be very respectful. Uh, but wants to know your take on Dixie back in the day. Cause Booker T said on his radio show that she loved being the quotes that milf and drinking and having fun. And there were even rumors of romantic entanglements behind the scenes
2: now people would say that stuff i always you know see it but, but you guys got to remember i lived there I, I lived next to like 20 minutes away from the studio so i didn't go out um after the shows i think i've gone out a hand, like maybe a total of three times four times in my eight years or how many years i was there with them so like they would all go out afterwards um i my wife was there so we would always just go back home go out to get mm-hmm. something to eat together with some of the guys sometimes, and then go right to my house. Because, um, again, I lived there. Everybody else, they were technically on the road. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I'm trying to think of pay-per-views were on the road. You know, Dixie would definitely come in every once in a while and pick up the tab for a lot of the guys. Um, but she wasn't, like, sitting there holding court with everybody every single time. Hmm. Um, that's from what I saw. Um, but did she have her favorites? Sure. I was one of her favorites, I believe. Hernandez was. Um, there was some others as well that she really, uh, um, fought for us, uh, yeah. uh, to get an opportunity, you know, um, she was very, uh, helpful, uh, me getting on American gladiators NBC called and they're like, all right. So the Matt Morgan's, uh, we have first writer refusal on him. And and Terry Taylor almost screwed that whole thing up for me. Really? He's like, he's like, no, Matt belongs to TNA. He's a TNA talent first. NBC, were like, all right, well, then go F yourself. Then we'll <laughs> find another 7-foot guy. I'm like, ah, Terry, what, well, no. This is a huge opportunity. Dixie got one of their uh, attorneys to help me get that back. Oh, wow. um, and, and fix that. So when I hear them say stuff about her, it's a shame. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I always really liked her, and I always thought she did the best she could, you know, not having much experience in this business. And trying to do the best you could with it, you know. But uh, as far as being out on the road, all I only remember uh, every once in a while would come in there and pick up the tab for everybody else's uh, debaucheries. Not <laughs> that. everybody drinking or, or, or eating whatever they are eating and crap like that.
1: Yeah, well, that makes yeah. sense.
2: And always um, with the fans.
1: Always,
2: hmm. always, always sitting there talking to the fans.
1: There you go. Uh, Zachary. Knits, five dollars. Those punches Shayna Baszler threw on Raw Underground looked terrible. Ken Shamrock's lion den matches were better. Yes, uh, they were. Uh, yeah. They were. He's uh right. Brian Barry, 999. Thank you, sir. Why not have Asuka versus Bailey versus Sasha? If Asuka pins Bailey, she wins a smackdown. If she pins Sasha, she wins the raw title. And have Bailey uh-huh. call Sasha the title. That's interesting, right? Yeah. It's
2: kind of a not a bad call. Because you can stretch it out.
1: I'm looking forward to this three-brand battle royal to, for who's gonna face Bailey. And I think you're right. Uh, I think it's I think it's gonna be Rhea Ripley versus Bailey so. at SummerSlam.
2: I mean that that would be a great come. I'd say comeback, but uh getting her back on track.
3: It would be a comeback. She she's lost on TV since mania. It's just it'll be a comeback.
1: Bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> I agree. Uh so. Let's talk. uh, (laughs) Okay. So this is a two for two classic uh, back-to-back segments. One, back to the raw underground tonight. Uh, We saw, uh, what's his face? Why am I blanking on his name? Um, I can't remember. Bob, the Bob, uh. Yeah, we saw Babatunde Dabakado, his new name. Uh, We saw Arturo Ruiz. um, Who's
3: who? who Google him, folks. He's been with he's been in the system now for a couple years. Uh, He's Brazilian. This dude's a legit. And and Shane hyped him up with some stats. Like this dude's a legit, accomplished shoot amateur fighter and wrestler. Like, um, I I don't know. Like I feel like. When I see guys like that, and even Shayna, who's got an MMA background, when I see them getting profiled in this underground fight environment, this, this it's real environment, it certainly accentuates their resume. The problem yeah. becomes, back to my original issue with last week, with the whole concept is you're, you're making them look really great now, but what happens when they eventually go above ground and they go back to this uh-huh. sanctioned fight? of raw and they're back to the traditional pro wrestling <laughs> offense and selling, they're, they're, unless they're you're right. going to book them all like Brock Lesnar, yeah. you're you're put, you're setting yourself up for a a, a, a failure and a corner of booking yourself in a corner.
2: So Bamba Tunde, whatever his name is, Dabak, whatever the hell his name is. Um, he's a good example. He's going to have a great B roll clip when it is time for him to have those matches on raw front and center of looking like a badass coming out of the shadows and just freaking nuking everybody in this underground bit. Like in my opinion, he's going to be built like a monster um, from this. And it's a different way to get over a monster. And I think he'll get over from this. There'll be maybe one or two others that get over from it as well. And I think it will serve them on that main show or whatever in the main lit up ring, whatever you want to call it uh, above ground, as you would say, I think it will be fine. He used to be Leo Rush's
1: bodyguard. There you go. Braxton Hughes with the 299 Super Chat. Um, I thought, okay, the camera cuts were a bit much in the presentation. It was weird that they didn't even introduce or give a name to the guys that got beaten every match. So it kind of telegraphed who was going to win. Um, it was all very fast. This seems like they already scaled it back based on the feedback last week. We saw no dancing women tonight. Uh, everything was mostly contained in that one segment. I mean, maybe from Shane's tease to the end of Raw Underground, maybe it was twenty minutes past with Raw Underground. I, up maybe five did they get that. a lot
2: of? Did they get a lot of crap? A lot of grief about uh, like the women dancing. By the way, Yes. The, the
3: women, the women dancing that got called out by Alundra Blaze was the most notable. The
2: minute I saw that when it first aired, I go, I go, Are you, they're supposed to be like the leaders of the pack here, Women's Revolution or revolution yeah. Rather. They don't have to do this crap anymore. Women can have a spot in wrestling with real characters, real athleticism. Not this
3: crap.
1: It was very Grand Theft Auto. Uh,
3: Alundra Blaze, and then uh supporting her tweet was Lance Storm saying, okay. okay, well, when we have the women go to the underground, let's have some Chippendale dancers. Let's be equal here in our sex appeal. Um, Glenn, okay. you you might be right, because again, they could have edited, they could have they could have had they could have edited out any, any dancers. But, again, I remind you, everything that we saw tonight was filmed last Monday mm-hmm. also. So that they had no time to react to the feedback. The only time to react to the feedback is yeah, so they Maybe, do. maybe
2: so, so maybe they had to take out some stuff because right. they had that in it. And that could have been another match for all we know.
3: Right. But, Matt, to your question, because um, I don't remember last time you and I talked and when we put out the ratings on these podcasts, they all blend together. But uh, the Raw Underground last Monday actually did them favors. The raw when the Raw Underground uh started and, and stayed on Raw last week, they saw an increase in viewership and more importantly, they saw a, a serious uptick tick. I don't have all the numbers in of me, but it was a serious uptick in a lower demographic viewership. So younger demographic uh, yeah, I'm sorry, excuse me, younger, yes, thank you. So I mean by a lot of accounts of measurement, the raw underground, by curiosity, did some favors to them last week. So
1: I could see USA Network saying, "What is this crap you're putting on our network? Why are you doing this?" Um, I we have a certain expectation.
2: Yeah, I can see the fans going boinkers over it. Actually, enough to reverse it.
1: Yeah, it did seem condensed down tonight. I'll be curious what former takes next week. I'm assuming they had to have shot more. Um, but aside, so Shayna Baszler was there and uh, picked three uh, women out of the audience to beat up tonight to show off her dominance. Um, I mean, it was what it was. It was okay. But I thought well, it's the same problem, though. And someone mentioned Super Chat earlier. These worked punches. Yeah. It just really looks. Uh,
3: exactly. I mean, that's what, that's what I'm say saying. It looks
1: fake, but it looks faker than what we're used to seeing. You
3: know? It's it's a slap in the face to what's going on on this sanctioned part of the show. You're trying to tell me this ref can come in and stop it after this one knockout punch. But then you're trying to sell me on the traditional genre of pro wrestling offense and selling. Otherwise, it's it, it, right. It's a it's a hypocrisy. He's right.
1: And if you watch, I don't watch a lot of UFC, but when I do see MMA, um, it looks far more chaotic, like a lot more intensity. This just looked like uh, an imitation version of that. And the camera cuts actually made it worse. In a movie, the camera cuts normally make it better because you can sell it more. You can get better angles. This tonight, uh, I still feel like their ass was showing. Uh, the way these punches looked when they're landing. Actually, yeah, it just looked like the worst worked punches i've seen on the and, wwe programs. and
3: well they need to, they, if they're going to do this underground society they need to commit to it again i i, I kind of joked about it last week but i'm kind of serious they need to see all right you can take away the dancing girls but like let me see some people taking bets throwing yes. down dollar bills yes on who's gonna knock out who let me see let me hear some trash talking you know last friday when they did the retribution angle at the end where they all came in spray painting chainsaws whatever there were it was like the jerry springer show there was a beep every five seconds because they were trying to beep out curse words let me hear some profanity in the raw underground with some beeps like If you really want to make this be a little bit of an X-rated, dark, uh, seedy, gritty world going on here, I think there's more that they could do than just Shayna Baszler coming in and one of the women that she knocked out was some blonde who looked like she was on a shopping spree at a mall wearing colorful (laughs) colors of a top. Like,
1: no, like, like, think about what you're trying to present here. I want a chain link fence. Number one, to be some part of the raw underground. And uh, let's get Bobby Roode in there and like bust out the old expensive suit, it's like smoking a cigar, you know, kind of the way he looked classy in NXT. Like, let's really like build up the atmosphere.
3: You got the big guy standing seven foot two, uh, watching the security door. Let there be a password. What's the password yeah. to get into Raw on the ground?
1: I know. Well, I, know. I know. I know. Gotta have something. Uh, I got a question here from Matt Morgan in a minute. Um, <sighs>
2: next segment, next
1: segment. Yeah, well, let me ask this Matt Morgan question from Jackson Callens, 499. Matt, if today's wrestling was 10 years ago, so put on your imagination hat over that those spiked bangs, uh, where do you see wanting to work personally, even if outside WWE and AEW?
2: Where do you see you wanting, even if outside probably WWE, right? It depends on who is going to who is going to let me be myself. Like at the time TNA was the best for that, but um now it's a very different landscape. So I would imagine AEW. I think I'd have the best opportunity to be myself.
3: Not not I, to mention you could stay in Florida, you wouldn't have to travel as much. Well, it. now. Now, but no, in general too. Pan- yeah, pandemic, it's true.
1: Joe, Y., the password? Password to Raw Underground is Katie Vick. Ah, <laughs> uh, so Next here segment. we go: Randy Orton versus Kevin Owens tonight. Randy Orton getting a win. Good back and forth match, lengthy match, main event. Starting with a half an hour left in the show, so you knew some shit was going to go down. Randy Orton uh, so
3: good. He's just so good.
2: Tell him what is. the finish was.
1: Well, the finish of this was. Uh, Owens dropped wait, I'm I'm reading the wrestling Inc. recap here. Dude, the Is wrestling convoluted... Inc. recap
2: sucks if you can't even <laughs>
1: read I know. Okay, so Orton got up, blocked a stunner from Owens, dropped him with the RKO. Orton covered him for the pin and the win. Um and then after, and we we skipped over by the way a high point of the show. Uh, with Retribution flipping over a car and then kicking the car. No, we I already mentioned it.
3: how stupid go it looked ahead. earlier. We didn't gloss yeah. over it. It's fine.
1: I feel like it could have used another 10 minutes to discuss so. the logic of no, that. No, Anyhow, Gordon no, no. Uh, stood tall. Out came Ric Flair. It was all hugs and kisses and love, but then uh, Randy had some words for Rick.
3: Well, Randy told Rick stay here, and then they go to commercial. Yes.
1: They, so we knew. We knew what was coming.
3: That's like Joe Pesci being told he's getting made in Goodfellas, and he gets whacked. That's what was that one. Hey, Rick, why don't you stay here for a minute? That's what that was. You knew something bad was coming.
1: So he talked talked, uh, Rick up and then uh, talked about, uh, then it took a dark turn, talked about, uh, he's like uh, the son that Rick wished he had, um, and then ended up like hitting him in the nuts, doing a punt on his uh, head with a well-timed blackout, um drew mcintyre came out to check on flair called orton an evil son of a bitch and the crowd chanting shame as we went off the air um so man i mean they're really building this uh, randy that was a good win over ko tonight uh which is a shame because ko needs something after this he's got to rebound into something good um but with randy and rick i mean i don't know Matt. how do you think this added the sort of heat to it given that everyone predicted this is exactly what was going to happen just makes randy look like a bigger dick
3: <laughs> yeah he randy. looks like a big yeah he looks like a bigger dick and even, even little words like your or, uh, sentences like i'm the son you wish you had and when the majority of the audience knows like rick has lost a son pretty much like i mean like that's i think we all kind of saw it coming that that randy's eventually going to do that to rick but i mean the way they did it was good and then we talked about earlier utilizing the nonsense of the retribution light flicker. So that way you don't actually have to, you know, try to physically punt Rick, but you can, you know, just give an illusion. This, this was a well done finish for what is the challenger for the, the title at SummerSlam.
1: Yeah. And uh, I liked Rick being proud, being proud of uh, Randy. I mean, they've done this with Rick a few times before too, right? Where Rick looks like the kind old man, like helping out his protege or prodigy and then them I mean with Charlotte it was kind of similar right I mean Rick gave Charlotte like a very emotional and proud of you speech and then Charlotte like turned on him kind of in a similar way uh, but it was good it was dramatic it was a good way to end the show
3: I agree I mean I, at, f- at first I thought that it was going to be that and then they were leaving minutes for retribution but then when I saw how they were uh, really milking it I'm fine with how they milked it I'm all good with that
1: so you think this is the last we see of uh, Rick Flair for a while?
3: I would think. I mean, what, I mean, what, what? does he pop up at SummerSlam and help Drew win? That would be weird. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, Drew and Rick would be interesting. John yeah. Cena's bald spot, two dollars mm-hmm. is the Not best really. that Randy's ever been right now. No.
2: No, I thought Randy's. My opinion, Randy's best was. Right after he turned baby, um, he had a lot of good years. Uh, I would argue, toward the end of his evolution run, he put on a lot of good matches with like Eddie Benoit, other really good wrestlers. Um, and he was coming into that top slot. And he was only 20 something years old.
1: I mean, it builds the intensity. I think that Rick, uh, I know for a lot of people, it adds something to this angle. But I'm, I'm interested in just seeing Randy and Drew. I think having Rick there is nice. But uh, yeah, just something, something a little extra. Yeah. With all this, um, so tonight's raw went by fairly fast. I mean, the underground thing was stupid. Retribution continues to be dumb. But aside from that, it was an okay <laughs> show. It, it was. There was a lot
2: of good, you said it earlier, a lot of good variety on the show. Yeah, that I thought it moved it along pretty well. Yep.
1: So we've got some news stories. Peter Bahi with the $2 Super Chats and thoughts on Jericho having a concert with fans. He played the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally in South Dakota recently, um, which is interesting. Curious if he's what on AEW. He, What's that? What did he do wrong?
2: Was it illegal to have a concert?
1: It's not that illegal. It's just I, I can understand the point that with AEW screenings, AEW has not had the issues that WWE has had. So for Jericho to go out and play his show and attend an event with tens of thousands of people, I mean, I would be critical if uh, the WWE talents were going to Disney World right now and say, like, "Oh, maybe that's not – WWE just had this outbreak. Uh, but, hey, if Jericho wants to be in the company of bands like Smash Mouth, who are also playing the festival, that's uh, between him and his God, and I have to respect that.
2: Yeah. I mean,
1: I don't know. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Uh, so what else is going on in the news?
3: All right, well, we'll be real quick. Those three stories. One we've already pretty much touched it on, which was uh, last Friday, The those who were under the mass as retribution are reportedly not going to be the actual ones revealed when that time comes. So if, if that's the case, that's a huge, whew, because as I talked about, there was nothing... Intimidating about the uh, look of, of, of those on Friday and even even tonight's and again tonight's brawl was taped last week, so all probably the same. Uh, SmackDown as, as as to be noted, SmackDown did see an uh, increase in viewership uh, up uh, from the week prior, up three and a half percent on viewership. But also to be noted, they did really well in the key demos uh, that, that has become the thing. They were number one in the uh, eighteen to forty nine demographic on network TV for the week. That's the fifth time in a row. They were, also number, they were also tied for number one in the 18-34 to 34 demo. Um, so uh, SmackDown, you know, SmackDown hat is a more enjoyable show. It, it's shorter. It's it, It's more concise. Um, so they're doing well. And finally, this is a sadder note, but I just figured we'd bring it up because it is what it is in the wrestling world. Uh, obviously, last night the news came out. Uh, Kamala, uh, he has passed away. Kamala, a, a, you know, a character in WWE and other places um passed away 70 years old if you followed uh Kamala's career, uh, career um in these last couple of years uh played by um James Harris is his real name Kamala had actually had both of his legs amputated in these last couple of years due to complications with um uh diabetes and, and other things uh but it but apparently he tested positive for covid last week uh, and that was um uh, unfortunately the start of uh, of his final day so thoughts and Jeez. Condolences out to his family, but Kamala, again, doing the education. If you're if you're a younger fan and ha- and haven't got to see a lot of him, definitely go to the WWE Network, go to YouTube. Um, one of the best WWE things I can recall from me was his work and with the Undertaker in '92 at SummerSlam. Go to YouTube. One of the best cartoon character matches in Madison Square Garden. Search for Kamala versus George the Animal Steel. A very entertaining. Again, cartoon, but but two guys that had just such awesome characters in the eighties and the garden crowd eating it up. Um, so great rest yeah. in memory. So uh rest in peace to Kamala and uh and to his family for uh, their loss.
1: Um Wolf Coward, two dollar super chat saying I noticed that the underground talents from Evolve. Um I didn't specifically notice that. Was there anyone you recognized, Justin?
3: Uh not off the bat not why um, i didn't
1: no. eddie omang 499 what do you think of the bleacher report top 25 wrestlers in the world i have not seen that yet i just uh called it up um i'll just go and give you the high points of who's uh number one on this here uh number one randy orton number two sasha banks number three orange cassidy followed by drew mcintyre number followed three. By yeah number three jericho seven MJ. Mind you, mind you, bleach report is owned
3: by mind you, bleach report is owned by the same people that put AEW on TV. (laughs) Just to put that out there.
2: Okay. I also put out there this list is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. Those, I mean, not that I don't know. That's very debatable, obviously. Everybody's top tens is very debatable, right? To be fair.
1: Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. Another Monday is in the books. We'll be back here Wednesday night to talk about AEW and NXT. And then, of course, Friday for Talk of SmackDown. Oh, what will happen next with Retribution? What are they going to do? Justin, Matt, any predictions for Retribution's next act of chaos?
2: Atomic wedgie, uh, Robert Stone brand.
1: Oh, I'm going to say go. they're going to cr- swirlies. Swirlies. Say, the uh, a really, really a clever crank call to Vince McMahon. <laughs> on that note folks we'll catch you back here next time on the wrestling Inc. podcast take care
0: this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand